When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wait, are you ready to record? Oh, wait, that's all recorded? <laughs> oh my God, I thought we were still setting up. Wait, okay. Oh my God. Oh my God. Well, this is a perfect cold open. This is the cold open. Okay, let's explain to our friends and listeners what this podcast is. Okay, so basically, you. okay, so, so scratch that whole couple minutes where we just made a grave error and did something really bad. It's scratched. We don't. <laughs> but aside from that, Jake and I are really good at social interaction and also about, we're really good about talking about people respectfully and in ways that cover our own tracks. Yes. Navigating complicated social dynamics. Yes, we are Navigating savvy. what should be simple yes. social dynamics. Um, just getting through the world on a day-to-day basis, living in a city, handling work interactions, handling love interactions, mm-hmm. friend interactions, all of the above. We feel that we are naturally equipped to handle these situations. Yes. And we have seen in our years on this earth that not everyone is. Yes, to put it simply, when it comes to other people, we work with them smarter, not harder. We don't suffer fools grab- gladly. And we don't think that you should either. Yes. We think that everyone's life could be more efficient and simpler. And and maybe I'm speaking for you here. I like people. It's like, I, I enjoy social interactions. I'm not playing offense because right. I don't like people. It's like, right. I just think that there's a way to move out the world that makes sense. I've always said, you know, I, for those who don't know me, I built a bit of a brand for hating things on the internet. Yes. And a lot of people's misconception is, oh, Talia hates everything. I challenge that, and now I'll speak for you because I think you probably feel the same way. I don't hate everything. I love so many things. I don't hate the world. I love the world. I love a lot of the stuff in my daily life. I hate the things that prevent me from enjoying them. I hate the things that get in my way and make my life less efficient and get in the way of my lifestyle. I know how to enjoy the world and see the good in things, but other things, um, block me from that. All of that being said, we have learned from our struggles. Yes. And we think we're really good at navigating life. Yes. With other people. So basically this podcast will be coming out every week. Mm-hmm. And what it'll be is Tali and I, who are friends, which I don't think <laughs> we've both been posting on the internet a lot for a long time, but we've never really acknowledged that we are friends off phone. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> surprise, Tali surprise. and I hang out in our friends in the real world. Mm-hmm. So we are going to be catching up every week, chatting, hanging out, and then also answering advice questions from you guys, the listeners. That's right. And also, if you are a fan of my old show, The Influence on Snapchat Discover, maybe you found this podcast through our um, slot over on Snapchat Discover, you can expect to hear us. This is going to be the same thing that you loved about The Influence, except now- I can talk for longer and with a friend. Yes, and we're checking in about what's happening in the world, sure. what's happening in our world, yes. and what's happening in your world. Yes, and so we'll touch on pop culture and we'll touch on celebrities and what have you, but also I think what people liked about that show was a person who is honest and themselves talking freely and openly, and now you have two people doing that. Exactly. And in a longer form, now you can listen to it in the car and 
not look at your phone. How anxious are you about the fact that we're gonna have to appear on camera every week in full body shot? No, 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 no. People don't understand. <laughs> I really found the podcasting world very appealing as a path <laughs> because it's the medium where you're not seen. Like yeah. I really love the idea of talking mm -hmm. without being seen. Yep. And TikTok has taken that from us. It, it taken that from us, but no, 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 no. TikTok gave me an opportunity to be what I always hoped that I would be, which was <laughs> some sort of personality, a commentator, yeah. whatever. But I wanted to control how much of my body people saw. And ideally I like my face and that's about it. So I was really excited about the idea. When I discovered TikTok, it was like, wow, I can do my dream job and film myself from the neck up and have the final say on what the world I sees. Know. Now I have to be, there's never been a good podcast angle. Can we acknowledge that? <laughs> no. The way that clips are edited, yeah. there's never been a good angle. I once was on, wait, actually, this doesn't have to do with how I was filmed on the podcast, but I was, on, I'm not going to name the podcast. I was once on a podcast of two very famous people. Okay. They're very famous within like a specific community. What, like Bravo? No. Oh. Um, I said I wouldn't say, and you need to respect that. If we're going to do this podcast, Talia, you need your second hand. I always want to know. I'll tell you off the mic. Okay. I do the podcast. I was so excited. I was like so profoundly honored that they asked me to do the podcast. Wait, That's I'm going to pull up the photo that I'm, that goes along with the story. When I, so I can tell you about this. I was so excited to do this podcast. Okay. I do it, I have a blast. It was like kind of during the pandemic, so it was over Zoom. I had so much fun. It comes out, mm -hmm. I am so excited. They post about it to their Instagram, one of the mm. hosts. This host has one million followers. Mm. They make an image for my podcast. What, episode. are you like a hunchback, like leaning over the table? Rather than asking me for a headshot. Yeah, no, 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 no. they never Rather will. than taking a screenshot, like rather than like being like, let's take a pic of the interview. Right. They screenshot a TikTok of mine. No. Is it just you in the middle of a word? It is, I'm gonna show. Mouth open. It is <laughs> so. One million followers. Talia, 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 Talia. One million followers. One million followers on Insta. The good news is I don't know who these people are and that's what matters. One Your million people don't. do. Um, wow. <laughs> when it did is, you put on a wig and make a TikTok? That's my early days. You don't know me back then. Yeah, I didn't know this, Jake. It's a different me. Wow. I, can he make an appearance? No, <laughs> I had the wig phase of me is they buried Can you even get dead. one of you in a shirt? <laughs> no, it's actually just really something. Um, I was recently on a popular podcast that shot in this very studio right here. Incredible. When we walked in, I spent, I think, 10 minutes deciding which chair to choose from very slightly because, of course, I'm the guest. She's the host. She's a fame. It's a very successful podcast. And I'm walking in. And I'm just kind of looking at both chairs like she's like, do you have a side that you want? I'm like, no. And I'm like looking at myself in the camera, like trying to figure out. Like, um, maybe I don't I do know what side. my side is. Yeah. I was so certain that when I sat down, like I had picked an outfit that was flattering. I, I spend so much. I have no idea what I look like. So I've, I spend no, wait, so much time. That. I have no idea I have no what I, I look I like. I don't know what I look like. So I walk in, I think I look good. Yeah. She posts the clips from this podcast. When I tell you the podcast network themselves had to ask me why I wasn't promoting the podcast. Like I said, Stop. I would, because that's the deal is you're supposed to promote. Yeah. You're supposed to share the clip. That's why they take the fucking clips. I have a bigger TikTok network than this woman does. And I wasn't promoting it. It's also because I talked about people. I, I really shouldn't have. Every, I regret everything I say. 
on every podcast I've ever been okay, on. Well, this is gonna be a good be a good endeavor it's for really, us. No, it's really gonna be great. I'm really excited to have the, editors the first cut out five. Everything. Um, I I don't like I go into every podcast, act like it's therapy, say things that either I mean to a degree that is too honest, sure, or that I some devil took over my body and it's not me. Okay. I, have you ever heard of Hannah Burner's, my episode of Hannah Burner's podcast? No, but I'm gonna listen to after this episode. Once again, recorded in this very room. That wasn't me. I don't know who that girl was. Wait, stop. But something <laughs> took over my body. I was very nervous. I wanted to appeal to her audience. I took on a different personality. And to this day, I insist that nothing I said on that podcast was true. <laughs> I literally, she's asking me like, would you rather this or that? And I'm listening to this like, who is that person? This I have is- not lived in that body for 25 years. It's not me. So anyways, I've never meant anything I say. And so that's another reason why I didn't share it. But then I'm like doing the thing on Instagram where I strategically write like big block letter captions and put it over my body and like cover up my hunchback neck. And like, I thought that this shirt that I chose was so chic and like, cool girl, Olsen Mm -hmm. twins. I looked like the hunchback of Notre Dame. I looked like I was pitching a My literal number one fantasy in this life, actually I have like five, but like one of them is to be rich enough that I can pay someone to dress me every single day. And not because I care, like I wanna like be wearing like the looks every day and like be super fashionable. Because I am incapable of accurately perceiving myself in a mirror. And so I don't know how clothes look and I just wanna know that someone else is on payroll (laughs) that is assuring that the jeans I'm wearing make sense. Just make sense. Because I have looked at photos, do you the thing, it's like, I can't fully look at a photo of myself with objective reality until it is five to 15 years old. And then I can look and be like, oh, that's what I looked like at that age. Do you know what I mean? I don't think I ever can. I think maybe it's because I'm older than you. Like I can look a photo of myself now when I was a teenager mm-hmm. and be like, oh, yeah. like I don't like critique it because I don't even think I, I barely see it as myself. Right. Like there's that person is such a baby and so young. Right. And like, there's been so much life since then. I can look at a photo of myself as a teenager now and be like, oh, that's what I looked like. Right. And, but like, I can't do that with anything that's happened since like Donald Trump was president. Like that's like the cutoff, you know? Like, <laughs> okay. So it takes a couple it years. It takes time. My dream is to dress the way that I do, but uh-huh. be skinny enough that it looks good. It does that's look it. good. <laughs> Shut up. I really, can I say something that I hate about you? Yeah. I <laughs> love you. No, please tell me what you hate. <laughs> I, and not just about you, but about generally every good friend I've ever had is I will say something self-deprecating and they'll be like, no. And it's like, Yes, of course you're supposed to say that, but like, shut up. Like, yes, of course, it's fine. No, I (laughs) know. Do you know what I mean? I know, but I wouldn't say it. If it was self-deprecating about like certain things, I wouldn't. But like with body stuff, it is just like, especially because like I truly have never perceived you and been like, like, I don't know, like, well, I don't really, that's gonna sound holier than now, but like, it's not, I'm not like someone who like looks at someone and the first thing I think is like, what is the size and shape of their body? Anybody who does is objectively, it's probably a bad thing, but I don't feel that way either, but like, I, and you are the the lowest degree of a friend who does this. Like you do it to a normal degree where you're like, oh no, you're beautiful, shut up. But I have friends who all literally, I've broken off friendships because it drives me insane that I'll look in the mirror and be like, oh, like I feel like shit today. And they'll be like, look at yourself again. Tell that little girl that you're beautiful. Shut up. No, but you know what the line is? Wait, the line is like this though. It's like, I I think you're allowed to look in the mirror and be like, I look like shit today or right. I feel like shit today or like right. I hate how I look today. I think that like when you start to talk about your body, like, Cause it's like, there are fat people. There yes. are whatever people. So it's like, if I were to look in the mirror and be like, I'm fat. It's like, that is one, not true and like offensive. No. And so I think maybe that's what I'm like policing. And I maybe shouldn't even still be doing that. But I think no. like, that's like where the line is for me. But like, you can look in the mirror and be like, I hate how I look today. Like that is 
fine and right. that is like normal. And in fact, if you don't do that twice a week, I do think you're wrong. No, exactly. <laughs> you're lying. But yeah. I, I'm not going to pretend it didn't hurt like sitting in my sorority house where the skinnier girls would sit in the mirror and be like, oh, I feel so fat and I'm standing right there. Right. Like, of course, no, no, I'm no, not, 100%. I have that awareness, but it's more just like, if I'm with my friend and I want to say like, oh, I'm hungover, I feel like schlubby, I feel gross. Totally. Just like, let us do that for a second. Like, yeah. why can't, why, there are certain people who like really, to me, it's projecting a certain insecurity that they can't talk about themselves in a human negative way at all. But that's a different conversation. Anyway. Okay, so if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, we have a, we have a, we have a phone number you can call. Basically, the idea is this. Ask us for advice. And that could look like a few different things. You could tell us about, a situation you're in that you're struggling with and we will give you advice. Mm -hmm. You could tell us a, something that happened where you're like, am I the asshole here? And we will tell you, were you the asshole here? Right. Um, and if you have a short, 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 like story you think we would appreciate, that could be fun as well. What I'm understanding from um, looking at the voicemails here is that it's like any other voicemail where they give you a minute to record it and okay. then it beeps and cuts you off. So if you find that you have left 10, <clears throat> Karen, and you are, you keep getting cut off from your story, try and keep it under a minute and that won't happen, yeah. Karen. I'm sorry, but girl, you left 20 voicemails. <laughs> and they're each three minutes long. I can't Wait, physically so listen to that. Is it one minute or three minute? Um, these are a couple of them say one minute, but then I'm looking at the leader ones and they're about three minutes. So I think it goes up to three. Okay, great. Either way, there really should be no reason that you can't keep it under like two. I yeah, love you guys, but we, yeah, this, it's a short podcast. So we can't have them be super long. That's a sign. Can to you go read seek the number help. for them? Yes. The number is 929-269-4960. Perfect. So give that a call. Wait for the little thing. You know what to do. There's a beep and then you talk. Okay. Um, let's go ahead and play this one. Hi, Talia. I'm Jake. My name is Caleb. I am recently out of a relationship and I told him that I would like to stay friends. And I mean that, but I feel like it's necessary to keep a certain boundary and have some time apart. And as the breaker upper, it's difficult to maintain that. How do you recommend I create a clean break, make it cut and dry? Do I need to be more curt and direct about not communicating? Or do I need to be sensitive to my guy's feelings? Thanks for your advice. Bye. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Well, calling him my guy. 
Okay, yeah, Friendship. I didn't pick up on that, but that's okay. interesting. I have immediate feelings. Do you? Nope. Go. Okay. I think that, like, first off, it sounds like you're being very caring and empathic towards this person. Yes. I think you get points for that. If you are breaking up with the, if you are the breaker upper and you still want to be friends, that's great. I think that's beautiful. And that's like a really attainable and positive goal. But you need to, for the sake of that other person who wanted to stay your boyfriend <laughs> and you ended it or partner, I don't, I guess, whatever that you define the relationship as, you do need to have a clean break with a period of time of, I would say, probably no contact or mm -hmm. minimal, 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 minimal contact. Like you don't need to block them on Instagram, but I don't think you should be texting every day. I don't think you should be hanging out every day or week to create space to like codify, like we are not regularly a part of each other's life anymore. And then you can reintegrate in the new dynamic. Yes. I think like four to six weeks. And I think you, I think explain that to them. Hey, I want you to be friend, us to be friends. I think like out for the sake of like really acknowledging that we're breaking up, let's take a break where we keep our distance and then we can reintegrate. In six weeks, go get lunch and start from there. You'll learn your new pattern as friends, but like I think you have to create space initially. Mm -hmm. I don't. <laughs> I love that you don't agree. I do agree. Oh, okay. 100%. But I will take it a step further and say, it's, I, I do, I think that, okay, if you're deciding whose advice to take, first take Jake's because he's actually been out of long-term relationships and sure. I believe you've maintained friendships yes. afterwards. I haven't had a long, long, long-term relationship that we maintained any sort of contact after. I do not believe in we can be friends. I, re I like really don't unless it's been like a really long time and you are completely like in different phases of your life. I believe that when you're you're dating in high school and then five years later, you like meet each other again at a party. Like, yeah, sure, you can be like casually friends. I don't think that after a serious relationship, six weeks after that ends and you especially weren't the one who wanted it. Like there, there was one person who really didn't want it to end. I don't think that that's a real friendship. Whatever it is, it's like making one person feel a lot better, but it's not real the way that a friendship is. Do you know what I mean? Yes and no, because I do think I'm genuinely friends with my ex. But is he genuinely friends with you? Yes, I think so. I, I think, think that so. that's a rare situation. Uh, well, do you think that maybe there's a there's like a gender thing happening too, like gay men versus? Yes, it might be like a, a girl and a boy thing. Like, because girl friendships with girls versus friendships with guys, like like same sex friendships versus not, are completely different. Yeah, but to, I think what is true to your point is like to Caleb, really check in that you genuinely do want to stay friends with that person. And you're yeah. not just saying that because you want to make like the breakup easier. Yes, I think, the I good think thing that's is, where it gets muddy is a lot of people yeah. will say like, I still want to be your friend because they're like softening the blow. It's like, I mean, it's the same thing where it's like, I mean, I got dumped like a few months ago and like the guy was like, I really want to, I hope we can stay friends. And it's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. We weren't friends four weeks ago when we started fucking. Right. We're like, we're not like, I, I really like you. I like spending time with you, but like, and I guess like some, I guess I do have friends that like their hookups went from, they went from like being people who hooked up and then they're like, oh, this really doesn't make sense. But like, let's stay friends. And they did, but it was like a mutual thing they came to together. It's like, I don't know. It is like, sometimes people just say it, I think to like soften the blow of like dumping someone. And it's like, we're not staying friends quite obviously. But then sometimes I think you do want to stay friends. And I think it's better to only say that in the situations where you do genuinely want to be friends. Yes, Caleb, look inward, decide why <laughs> you want to be friends with this person. If you really do, I think, first of all, you're well-spoken and you're mature. 
there's nothing, I, I really think that a lot of the solutions to the types of problems that people call in with are like, tell them exactly what you're telling them right now. Like, like really 100%. just sit down, sit them down. You don't have to be curt in the sense that you're like cutting them off without telling them. You can literally say all of this to their face. Be like, I really care about you. I want us to be friends genuinely for A, B, and C reasons, but I think that we need to go like no yeah. contact. Say that, don't just go no contact. You can tell them, but say that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with like being, you don't have to be mysterious. Like tell them exactly what you would tell a therapist, tell your favorite podcast, yes. whatever. It's not a lot of problems I really do think, and this might be voiding our entire podcast, but a lot of problems <laughs> really do come down to like, you answered it yourself just by being honest and yes. talking about it. Like just tell the person how you feel. They, If they are a human being with empathy, they will be able to understand. Yeah. You described it beautifully on this podcast. Like, I think that you could say that to their face. Yeah, just send them, promote our podcast, send them a link, <laughs> have them listen to this episode. I yes. think that's actually the best move. Exactly. Okay, should okay, we go to the next, next one? Call. Next call. Good luck, Caleb. Hey, Talia. My question for you is the best advice you can give when you're unexpectedly broken up with. Um, that just happened to me and I'm looking around like, wait, what the fuck is going on? How did we get here? I thought we were headed in a certain direction and now it feels like everything is falling apart and he's going to move to a state he's never been to to start over, I guess. What's your advice? Um, I don't feel the need to be angry with him. I'm more just like, I would like some closure. And I'm ready to wrap it up. Okay, thanks. Happy potting, bye. <laughs> Again, I mean, you're the long-term uh, relationship one. Yeah, I never had someone move uh, to another state. That's tough. That's tough. Of course you feel like everything's falling apart. This is a huge part of your life. Did she say how long they were together again? She said that. Look, it sounds kind of serious. I mean, <sighs> he's... I think the betrayal that is hurting you because you don't seem that, I know that we can't judge from the podcast voice that you're using. You don't seem that upset about the fact that you're breaking up. You, what you talked about a lot was the fact that he's starting over in a whole place that he's never been to and he's going a completely different direction that you didn't think he would. Maybe what's saddening you is the fact that he is choosing a different direction and that choice necessitates him choosing that over you. Yeah. Like it's a new, he's doing something that he doesn't even know if he's gonna like, but he knows he likes you and he's still choosing that other thing. Like how dare he sort of well, not like, like go in this whole other direction out of nowhere and abandon something that he knows he likes. And I think that must be really hard to reckon with. Well, you just sound a little confused, which I totally get. And you said at the end, like, how do I get closure? And I think that like, I would say, and if you disagree with me, great. Yeah. But like, I think you're allowed to be like, hey, I'm not trying to like convince you not to do this, but can we just talk about why so that I have some closure? I have a major disagreement. Wait, really? I don't believe in closure. I don't think that closure is a real thing. I think that closure only comes from within and the times when I have sought out closure and actually had what at the time felt like a mature and fair conversation with the person who broke up with me or whatever, giving me closure and reasons why they're leaving. I still only got that sense of closure that you think you're gonna get from the conversation months or years later when I found fulfillment within and patched up the holes that that person had been filling at the time inside of me. Like I don't. But that's, wait, but like, okay. Like if someone, like if you were seeing a guy for like, <clears throat> if you were seeing a guy for like two months yeah, and you were really into it and you felt like it was going really well. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you like went to meet up with him and he was like, 
hey, I'm really sorry, but like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I think we need to stop seeing each other. Like, it's been great, but like, have a nice life. And he like dipped. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that, but that doesn't, am I wrong? That doesn't seem like exactly what happened here. It well, seems no, like she got the reasons why he's leaving. No, no, right. I'm, I'm more at just like interrogating yeah. this idea of like no closure. Right. And like, you, and then you were like, okay, so like, that would obviously be like, whoa, what the fuck? You're totally blindsided. Like, like mm -hmm, she said, like, you're mm -hmm. totally blindsided. Do you not think that like, if there are two scenarios, one being then you then having to like sit with that, process that and move on from that like solo or like another version where you like were to be like, hey, can we like talk about that and like what happened? And then he could be like, hey, like um, I actually, I don't know, like I actually had an encounter like at a party that weekend and I started to question my sexuality and I realized I needed to like have some time to be on my own and figure about that. Like, and that's why I ended it. And I was really freaked out at the time. Like, don't you think that context would give you more closure than like the question mark of like, what the fuck happened there? It would be satisfying to get the answers to my questions. But I find that first of all, if a guy's going to like blindside me and leave me and in that conversation where he's breaking up with me, he doesn't give me some reasons that help me reckon with it. And he just says, peace out. That in itself is closure because it's like, what am I doing with that person? But Yes, of course it will feel better to get those questions answered. Yeah. But I think that the myth of like, you'll get closure and then you'll feel better and it'll help you move on. No, I just think it'll be satisfying in the moment and it'll give you a, a, a new reason to cry about that doesn't feel like it's so much about you. But at the end of the day, the healing, the closure doesn't help with that. The closure comes, the end of the relationship and the getting over them does not come from them giving you a reason why they're breaking up with you. It comes from you growing, learning, looking back at them and realizing why it was a good thing that you're not with them anymore. Like that's the closure. So I think that, yes, of course, like the person is blindsiding you, they're breaking up with you and you didn't expect it. You better get your fucking reasons. I I would never want to sit across from somebody and they're telling me like they're leaving me and they don't tell me why. Of course right. I'm gonna say in the moment, why? <clears throat> yeah. But I don't think that going back and getting more details and and prying and well, saying- Well, there's a boundary. Like there's a line between like, kind of like digging right. at it to be like, I need answers, I need answers. But right. I do think, I guess, I don't know. I do think that there is like an element of context or right. closure that can help healing. I think- I, think, I don't think you need closure yeah. to heal, but I think that there are like, it certainly can help a lot of the time. I just think that a lot of people sit at home months or years even after a breakup thinking I never got closure. And that's like the one hurdle that's keeping them from moving on is this myth of like, I need to go back and get no, answers about sucks. these things. That like there's no closure. This myth of like, you need to go back and get all the answers. It's not going to help you no, sleep better at sucks. night. You eventually, even if like, for example, my junior year of college, Oh my God, my, the worst, the biggest heartbreak of my life, the first is always the worst. It was very, very difficult for me. It took a very long time for me to like patch up my ego. I was very deeply hurt. I kept like it, the thing that was in between me finally getting over this and not was just me getting a reason from him why he did it. And I like had to keep fighting myself, like stop going back. because. I finally realized after like therapy, talking to my friends, sitting alone and introspection, the reason he did it, like I knew why he did it. I knew why he like broke up with me or whatever. I just wanted to hear him say it because I thought that it would help me. But it's like usually- Did you ever hear him say it? No. Usually you have the answer. Like usually that's what we just said in our last question. Totally. Usually you do know. Sure. You don't need someone to tell you, oh, I met this other girl and I liked her better. Like I can see his Instagram. I know who he started dating after. Like I know exactly what happened. He met the other girl and he liked her better. But for some reason, the thing that was standing in between me and getting over it was 
I never heard him say it from his mouth. There must be something else. There must've been something else that I did. There must've been some other moment that made him stop liking me. It it just, there's there's no answer. You just have to move on. You have to look at it and be like, his behavior was the closure. His breaking up with me, his choice to not wanna be with me anymore, that is the moment. That was the closure. That's the answer that I'm looking for from him. It doesn't matter what I did or who he met that made him stop. He decided to end the relationship. He closed it. That's closure. Yeah. You know? Okay. So I, I think that I really got in my own way by insisting that I couldn't fully get over it until I, f- I had a conversation with him. And it's like, what? Ask yourself, you know, sorry, she said Olivia. Ask yourself, Olivia, what do you expect to gain from this conversation? Yeah. Maybe even sit down and write it down. What do you think he's going to say that's going to help you? If you are able to come up with it yourself, you might know what he would say. You might already know. You just want to hear him say it. If you really think it'll help you to hear him say it, then fine. Like, you know, give up your you're allowed. Okay. I think you're allowed to ask once. Yeah. You're allowed to ask once. Yeah. And if they give you info, if they give you information and it helps, that's wonderful. Yes. And if they don't, that's your answer. Yes. Move on. Move but on. I think, I think the pondering on should I ask or should I not is as toxic as like, what's the answer? What's the answer? And I'm just like, should should or get off the pot? So just ask. You that's wanna where ask, we converge. That's our that's meeting the point. Thing. Yes. Yeah. I just think that like, if you want to ask, ask. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I don't think there's anything wrong with asking, mm-hmm. but you can only ask once. I will be the first to admit also that my pride and my ego when it comes to, again, maybe it's a dynamic of a straight relationship. When I'm with men in the breakup and I'm like up against the guy, my pride gets in the way of me asking for any sort of- um, Capricorn. Yeah, okay, sure, Capricorn, woman, whatever you wanna call it. (laughs) I just don't want to admit, like I wanna be like, okay, well, peace out then, fuck you too. And then I'll move on and I was over you yesterday. Like, I don't want to go back and say that. Yeah. Unless it was, a, there are certain times when I have, but maybe it's that first breakup that I told you about that really hardened my heart and made me never want to show my cards again. Cause I really had a hard time going back and showing like, I'm confused. Yeah. I need you to help me emotionally, to ask for help emotionally in the form of, I need you to tell me what went wrong. It's a human thing for you to want it. I have a hard time even going back once. So I think where Jake and I agree is that going back once is okay. And that's something I need to work on. But after that, bitch, move on. Like it, it's not gonna help. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And only go back if you want to. Yeah. I guess is my point. Okay. Yeah. Why do you give a fuck with this guy thing? Um, let's take the first voicemail we got when we put up our thing. I tell you, it's me, the Canuck. I just wanted to make sure the cat gun ain't okay and that the locksmith came at an early enough hour. Um, let me know what's up and uh, sorry about the mess in the stairs. Uh, be well. Bye. <laughs> From Trudeau. <laughs> oh my God. So, isn't it cute that he saw that I was like promoting my podcast on Instagram and he immediately, he was the first call. That's a guy that I fucked last week. <laughs> um, I actually do love that that's the first call we ever get. That is the first call we ever got. It's the Canuck. That's what we're going to call him, the Canuck. The Canuck. He's, a Kine- He's from Quebec. Quebec. Quebecois. Quebecois. He spoke French. Mm. Does he have an accent when he speaks in English? Yeah. Amazing. But not like a French. I just it, heard his voice. It was very, <laughs> it's very slight. It is very, very slight. Very slight. Which, okay, weird because I just watched a documentary, rewatched Don't Fuck With, Don't Fuck With Cats. Have you seen it? Um, I actually, I started Don't Fuck With Cats and I got to like the first thing and I was like, I actually don't need this in my life. It's and I turned it off. It's deeply disturbing and I I've was seen like, it three times. And then 
you and I are so different. My best friend watched it. I was like, can you just explain to me in detail everything that happens? And he was like, yeah. And then I was like, cool, I'm not watching that. It's really, really gross. And by the way, I think true crime obsession is gross, which is why I keep my obsession to myself. I don't yeah. theorize on the internet. I don't like to make a spectacle of other people's gruesome murders. I just think about it in my own little brain. Um, but I was watching Don't Fuck With Cats. Three times. So I had- <laughs> Is that like your number one over the course of like that, four years? Is that your number one true crime doc? Absolutely not. No, we can't get into this anyway. Okay. <laughs> I, because I really adamantly, I don't believe in talking about true crime I for entertainment. I really I think agree. it's disgusting. Is it my most consumed podcast <laughs> genre? Yes. Is it my favorite category of entertainment? Yes. That is my, it is the definition of a guilty pleasure. I hate when people say, oh, my guilty pleasure is like, I like regular milk instead of oat milk. No, <laughs> a guilty pleasure is something disgusting. My yeah. guilty pleasure is I love this shit. And I also talk so much shit on people who talk about it. So I don't like to go online. I love that you're transparent about it though. Yes, it's, it's, a, it's a guilty pleasure. I'm guilty about it. I don't think it's fair to, you know, talk about the, these poor girls who were murdered in Idaho, these people making a huge thing online about theorizing, making them like their characters in a movie. No, it's it's, it's disgusting. Did I read about it personally? Was I intrigued personally and wanted to know about it personally? Of course, I'm a human being. But Wait, I you didn't turn it into content. I didn't turn it into my own content. I consumed other people's, which is the guilty part, but whatever. Anyway, so I've been watching this documentary about the murder <laughs> and the guy was Canadian. He was caught in Canada in Montreal and he's from there. So that weekend it had been really like on the mind. <laughs> and then I met this guy. <laughs> and you're like, do you know? I, like, <laughs> I go, do you know the Don't Fuck with Cats documentary? The murderer, the person that the documentary is about, is this disgusting man named Luca Magnata. And this guy, there were there he's was like, a, I'm Dylan Magnata. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Our friend, our mutual friend, had a horde of Canadian men visiting her. I don't know what the water is like over there, but they all were- It's frozen and they're playing hockey on top yeah, of it. That's why. Uh, and, and their butts are thanking them for Hockey butt it. is the number one. They first the number of all, one hockey butt. is the hottest sport, the most fun sport, and just the best butts. And they- If I had to go watch a sport live, it, I would pick hockey every it's, time. It really is so yeah, fun. It's really fun. Anyway. Because skating men, is impressive. Skating is impressive to balance- it's also always air conditioned, so yeah. you never get sweaty, whatever. These men, there were 10 of them, mostly all single and on a trip. You know, single men on a, on a boy's trip. They're yeah, trying- it's the of a true crime documentary. <laughs> it's also the beginning of an orgy. They yeah. really want to fuck, okay? <laughs> so my friend invites me over. She's like, hey, come, bring your single ass. You're gonna get fucked tonight, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like- She's such a good friend. Hey, she's such a good friend. She knows that our friend, our mutual friend who hosted the shindig with the Canadians, really, really hit the jackpot. She, her fiance is very lucky to have her. She's wonderful. But she's marrying like this hot Canadian man yeah. with all these hot Canadian friends. It's just like, how cool that you met someone like so cool. I know. She's cool too. It's crazy when cool things happen to good people. Yeah, it's, anyway. It really is. It's like one of those things where it's like, this is a person who deserves like a hot Canadian guy who's yeah, gonna like yeah. buy her a wonderful house or whatever they got. So they're all there. They're all, I, I feel like I have my pick. I've never felt hotter in my life. <laughs> I really walked in there. Do you know how easy it is? If anybody's trying to impress a Canadian man, let me tell you how easy it is. You say, I want a beer. And, <laughs> and you say, I want a cigarette. 
and all the guys flop on the floor <laughs> and like little fish and they start begging for your phone number and they say you're not like any other girl I've ever met <laughs> and they think you're so beautiful and hot and they propose your hand in marriage and so you're engaged on top of that <laughs> if you say if you dare say I've been to a hockey game they lose <laughs> their minds so I was the queen basically <laughs> and I had my selection so I wound up selecting this one of them. I take him back to my apartment. You know the story, or a million people do on TikTok. I don't know if you guys do. <laughs> Basically, I went viral this weekend for sharing the story of how I brought this man back to my apartment, made the grave mistake of fucking him raw, and <laughs> which, by the way, everyone's so upset at me. All the comments are like, how could you do that? That's It's disgusting. not your vagina. Leave her alone. First Leave you alone. I, first of all, everyone commenting frowning upon this, don't tell me you've never begged a girl to not use a condom, okay? Don't throw stones from a glass house. Is that the saying? <laughs> In a glass know. house. In a glass house. You throw them from it, but because it won't hit the walls. <laughs> yeah. And also, of course I made a mistake, okay? It's disgusting. I know that. I know what I did. I have an IUD, so don't worry about the whole abortion. I'm not, although dual citizenship would be nice. I'm not having a Canadian baby. <laughs> I don't think you get citizenship. <laughs> I thought that was how it worked. No, I think the baby does. <laughs> oh, so, and I, I very well might have an STD. I was extremely irresponsible. Get tested. I don't, I'm going to get tested. I made an appointment. I don't do this often is the point. And I'm usually very good about it. And we all make mistakes. And I know all of you have made the same one probably more times than I have. So shut up. <laughs> if you saw him, you'd understand. <laughs> he spoke French. Let's move on. Also, you not using a condom is the least of the things that went wrong. <laughs> exactly. Like by Thank a you. million miles. I walked the guy out of my apartment. I kiss him goodbye. A lot of people were also mad about that. I kissed a one night stand goodbye. Shut up. He's Canadian. He has chivalry. The hardest thing about TikTok is that it's like, stop having opinions, but also like your comments help the engagement. So have opinions. Like have all your opinions, opinions are I annoying. I just don't want to see him, <laughs> but comment as many times as you want. So my old apartment had a fuck had fucked up paint on the wall. Uh-huh. And I everyone, every video I would post, people would be like, fix the paint. And I was like, I'm never <laughs> fixing the paint. I'm never <laughs> fixing the paint. Every video I post gets 2,000 comments of people being like, your paint is killing me. And I was like, yeah, drive up that engagement, baby. It's like when, have you seen the okay? How I like sad tried to do the paint correctly when I did it. I just fucked up the painter's tape and it looked like shit. And then the first time I took a video. Oh, you fucked it up. I like, yeah, I painted an accent wall in my kitchen and we fucked up the painter's tape on the door jam. You did so it, an accent wall? I'm gay. <laughs> I fucked up the painter's tape and the door jam is covered in green fucking paint and everyone on TikTok hated it. And it, I, it made a lot of my videos go viral. Good. Can I move on? Okay, so I'm walking out. People were upset that I kissed him goodbye. Shut up. You're mad that I found a real man who will kiss me after head. And he, <laughs> he, I Wait, will guys goodbye. not kiss you after you suck their dick? What? Is that what you just said? A lot of times they won't, no. If, the, if you've sucked their dick, they won't kiss you after. It, okay, know what I've noticed? It's if you, if they came in your mouth, they won't kiss you. If you suck their dick, they'll kiss you. Prison. But then, okay. Are you joking? True. But also. Get I, over yourself. But I don't really like to kiss a guy after he eats me out, ew. So I kind of get it. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I mean, just like, I thought you went to state school. <laughs> 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> it's like in Different Sex and the West the Coast, City. I guess. In Sex and the City, when she says, like, Charlotte's like, dab your mouth a little. So, um, anyway, I give him a kiss and he leaves. And he's, we're almost home free. Uh-huh. And the cat that I'm cat sitting, Crazy Girl, she runs out. That's her name, Crazy Girl. She runs out the door. Now, Crazy Girl will come back to me, but it's pouring rain outside. And the door of my apartment building lately happened to be, it's been fixed, so don't get any ideas. But lately it had been having some issues of staying closed. It had been jammed all the time. So it was open. I knew that if crazy girl went downstairs, she'd run for the street because she's curious. I wasn't willing to risk it. And this guy was doing this dumb guy thing where he's blocking the cat with his foot and the cat just keeps jumping over his foot. I'm like, grab the cat. He goes, I'm really allergic to cats. Okay, it was have, fine I, when the cat was on the bed while you were humping me, but now you won't grab the bed. I do have empathy the, the there, cat. I'm very allergic to cats. You wouldn't grab the cat? You could have sex with a cat on a bed, but you wouldn't. I've, I've like, if I'm on Hinge and there's cats on your profile, I'm swiping left. Oh, same. Yeah. But I, you won't just grab the cat. I guess I would maybe try to grab the cat. Grab the cat. So he won't grab the cat. So I am forced, I instead. You look crazy. (laughs) I instinctively, I (laughs) instinctively. I just love it. Okay, moving on. I instinctively grab, I, I wrap a basically like a dish towel, like not even a bath Oh, that's sheet. the worst. Like yeah, I'm not yeah. even a real towel. I wrap this short little towel around me and instinctively, I'm, I have a, cat, a living thing on my mind. I run, off, I run after yeah, it. Yeah, motherly instinct. And I grab it and I hear the door shut. The sound of that lock, like it, it haunts me. It's PTSD. I'm like, so that, that's an automatic lock. He's like, what? I'm like, you don't have those in Canada? It locks by itself. No, they have national health care and doors that have normal locks. There yeah. you go. So he, he's like, okay, I don't see the problem here yet. I'm like, I explained to him the problem. He's like, oh, poor guy. He was on a really short vacation with all his buddies and they can't get away from work for that, yeah, yeah. that long. Like he's, it's really a big deal for him <laughs> to, be in Cal- to be in New York with all his friends visiting his friend who's gonna get married, like huge deal. Yeah, yeah. And here I am, naked, holding a cat, <laughs> barefoot in a stairway, saying, you better fucking stay here. And he's like, of course, I'm chivalrous, I'm Canadian. So he starts calling the locksmiths before my mom and my dad get on me, because they already have. Let me state the facts. I do have a key in a lock. I do. You need your phone to open that lock. And shoes. Like Nicks. this is. Yeah, I have no shoes. Like you're not walking down I whatever am, street you live on in like the rain. It's right, not happening. I'm butt naked in the pouring rain. No. With a cat. Don't forget there's a living thing that needs to piss and shit and eat. And it's clawing out of my arms. The next thing, I, I have a key. Quit. 
I did quit very quickly. I have a key, you know, in with stored with my friend who just recently moved to Brooklyn. So I can't get on the L train right now. He's also asleep. It's four in the morning. The super not going to pick up. It's four in the morning. The next thing I can do is go find a neighbor. Hopefully one of them answers. I only know one other person in my building. Ask them to let me sleep in their apartment on their in their one bedroom on the couch with a cat naked. And then the next day, the super's office is closed on Sundays. So I can't get the key for another 24 hours. Really, there is no option other than get a locksmith. My parents were arguing down, like it, it was really like, nobody seems to be able to accept that this actually was the only thing that I could do. Yeah. With, when you have a cat, it would be different if I didn't have a cat. I'd Uber naked to somebody else's place. I'd go back with him to his place. I don't know. Yeah. I had a cat. So I have to get this back inside. This also wouldn't have happened if it wasn't the cat. Ultimately. If it wasn't for the fucking cat. Yeah. So I get back inside. The locksmith finally arrives, charges me about $900, which by the way, there needs to be regulations <laughs> in New York state. I mean, he sees you and it's like, yeah, this is your only option. Yeah, they know that's why yeah, they upcharge you. Yeah, they yeah. know that it's your only option. It's a house call. It's four o'clock in the morning. I expected it to be like three grand or three grand. What am I saying? 300, almost a grand to pop yeah. a lock. It took him a total of 30 seconds to do this entire thing. That's crazy. It was criminal. Wait, it was just to open lock. It wasn't even to replace it. He replaced it to replace. It was an extra 300 to open the lock was like 500. And then the fee for coming was like a hundred. Okay, God bless. So the whole thing is a scam. Yeah. I'm very much aware of that. And I paid it. I just, it was one of those things where you just pay the money and you forget about it. I didn't want to look. Yeah. I was like, it happened. We're ignoring it. Yeah. It's just a thousand dollars that is missing from my bank account forever and fine. Nobody will shut up about it. <laughs> Everyone's like, so how are you going to make that money back? I'm like, I, I guess I'm not. I guess I'm just not. It's gone forever. Yeah. I've never spent $1,000 on shoes or a purse or even like the most I've ever spent is my rent and a vacation. I spent it. Sorry. It's gone. Yeah. I think it's crazy to spend money on a Birkin, but we're different. I spent it to get back into my apartment <laughs> and honestly, forget about it. I think this story is alone worth it. Yeah, I just need people to forget about the STD, tentative STD, potential STD, and the $1,000. It's fine. I've forgotten about did both. Did he ask a question or did he just call to say, I hope you got it? Oh, he just called to say hi. That's really nice. <laughs> so that was a really long story. Anyway. No, it was great. Did you do anything fun this weekend? Not that fun. Okay, look, guys, here's the thing. This has been the first episode. Thank you for being here. It's going to evolve. It's going to grow. It's going to change. And you will be here for all of that. And don't, I know everything was dating related with the calls today, but you can call us and ask about anything that we are the premise of this podcast is we handle social situations well right. so call us the weirder the more specific mm -hmm. the more like complicated obviously like the story can't be 30 minutes long but if you have like an interesting like complicated situation that you want us to dive into like we would love that um i personally would love to hear your issues with like your landlord or your yes, mom yeah anything and we'll help it, you get creative yeah exactly i will if you want to hear a sexy podcast we can make up for it with our little yeah, with sex our chit chat. We don't need <laughs> you don't need to make all the questions about that. I think that there's a common misconception that all interesting questions and conversational are thought dating, are dating or sex. So that's not true. So ask us about whatever you want. We will be back next week and every week after that. Um, we love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. This was Basic Training, Episode One. Bye. Bye.